that was a lot longer than we I didn't really it. talk about Flight of Dragons yet, too. You want to talk about Flight of Dragons? Let's we take can. a few minutes. Let's talk about Flight of Dragons for a few minutes. <sighs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, real quick. So I know that there's been some big news this week about uh, the diocese in which Neil and I both reside and talk about quite often on this on this podcast, from diocese to archdiocese and all kinds of things. And, and there's a hockey game that uh, our, our bishop and the bishop of Miami are betting against. And uh, so there's lots of things that, that's going on that's cool that are not in this episode. <laughs> so this is an episode Neil and I recorded a couple of weeks ago. It's releasing today. We're going to uh, record this week and post a bonus episode for you guys next weekend so that way we could talk a little bit about this archdiocese and hockey stuff and all those all those really cool things that happened this week so if you're looking for that um please don't go away (laughs) uh follow us uh subscribe or or whatever you got to do in order to get this podcast but you'll you'll get that latest one up next uh next weekend uh whenever we talk about the archdiocese and all the things that went on there all right god bless you guys thanks for listening bye so here's the thing (laughs) You're not going to like this opinion. I enjoyed watching the movie, but I think it's a terrible fairy tale. <laughs> okay, real quick. Flight of Dragons is a Tell movie. everybody about Flight of Dragons. Give everybody the synopsis. Flight of Dragons is a animated film by Rankin, Rankin Bass. Bass. <laughs> we were going to use this as a Rankin Bass episode yeah. to talk about Flight of Dragons, but we should have done it as a commentary while we watch it. Yeah. We should do that for a movie. But we should do that one time. That'd be fun. <laughs> for Halloween. The problem is and with me, I need to sit with the movie for a while and think about it before I have a real opinion on it. And we do it for Halloween or something that yeah. we already know. Oh, yeah, and true. then we do it when Halloween ends. <laughs> and we'll book it and it'll be <laughs> we, like, this This sucks. is terrible. <laughs> Why do you beat up Michael Myers so easily? Yeah. Screw that guy. <laughs> anyway, continue. Okay, well, Flight of Dragons. Um, Rankin Bass made it. Yeah. 1982. I think it might have been out in, in London and stuff. And it was premiered in America, I think, in 1986 on a, like an ABC Friday Night movie or something like that. That I saw. <laughs> my grandma put it on, which is funny because my other grandma recorded it. So when I saw her a couple weeks later, she's like, hey, I recorded something for you. I bet you can't guess what it is. Is it Flight of Dragons? Yeah. How'd you get that? I don't know. So... But it's a, it's kind of a story about um, you have like uh, four wizards and they live in a magical realm that is slowly dying because technology's working and right. stuff. So that part you I can understand you don't like. And they have dragons and trolls and yeah and all oh, that part's great knights and and what's it called like weird cricket kind of monsters and uh, talking wolf and a hot redhead and and what's it called. And dragons again, and then and then uh, somehow they need a guy to help out, and they take this dude from present day yeah. and zap him, Peter Dickerson, <laughs> zap him into. I guess they're supposed to be in the past, yeah, instead of a different yeah, world. That was also weird. And they pulled him into the past, and there he is, and then he's there, and then there's a weird thing where he gets melded with the another dragon, Gorbash. And then so he's he's a dragon the whole time, but he's also a scientific guy, and he's a current-day guy who doesn't understand this stuff, and he's trying to use science and stuff. And then they have to go to the Shadowland kind of area of Omadon and then get his red crown. It was James Earl Jones. Yes. Yeah, that and, was great. And Harry Morgan is the, the green wizard. And John and Ritter. John Ritter as 
um, Peter. Peter. And who else was in it? Um, I don't remember. Crap. There's some other regular voice actors and stuff, but not too many. Yeah. But <sighs> How does he defeat Omadon? Like, that's that's Hughes, the thing. Hughes is like, so the idea is at the very end, well, God, would you want to skip the whole thing or do you want to talk about it? Oh, you want to talk about the, like, the different things that all the creatures, that all the, all, all the, yeah. So the co- cover, cover the, um, so along the, along his journey as Peter, who's now a dragon, is uh, on his way to Omadon, he comes across, uh, as you do on a quest, you come across new friends that tend to help oh, yeah. you out and join your quest. So right? it's, oh, oh, wait, so it's the knight. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. I don't remember his name either. Okay, so you got the knight with the with the Mr. Fantastic uh, gray temples. <clears throat> so it's him and Peter, who's now the, the dragon. dragon, and the old dragon. Yep. Smurgle. That sounds right. And then the wolf. And not yet. Oh, you, oh you're going to go in order. Go in order. And then they're sitting there, and they go on the quest. And then, of course, in good movies, as you go on the quest, and then you meet other people. So they're at the campfire, and then they have these weird, like, um, lizard kind of monster little dudes who are like crickets making this chirpy sound that, that drives you mad. And I guess there was a wolf who drowned, but he was awakened by the blue wizard who takes care of the, the space the sea, and yeah. the sea. And he's like, hey, since you're dead, you're going to be a zombie wolf. But you got to kill the the queen of the cricket monster things, right. and and then you could be alive again. So he does it. He kills him. Yeah, and he's like, now I'm alive, but because I was dead, I couldn't be under the maddening chirping and stuff. So then the wolf hangs out, but he's just a wolf who talks. Yeah, and then they get um, you know the uh, Robin Hood lady. Well, first they get Shanghai by the elves. Little elf guys try to to to. You know, steal their gold or catch the dragons and stuff. And then the Robin Hood lady comes out and says, no, these are good guys. Yeah, pretty much. And then she's like, okay, this guy's the leader and he's he's a jerk, but he can hang out with us. He's like, I thought you were bad guy dragons because all the dragons in the whole realm went to Omadon. Yeah. And, and, and so... He said, I thought they were bad guy dragons. And then they're like, no, we're good dragons. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'll go with you on the quest. And then they go all the way to the city of Bree. My business brings you to Bree. We wish to stay at the inn. Our business is our own. <laughs> exactly. It felt very much like that. It was very there, much yeah. like Bree. Because they get to this um, this uh, town, and it's like the last town before you get to Omadon's realm, and the innkeeper's there. So he, And uh, and then there's the troll of Gormley Keep, which is like the Black Gates, kind of. Yeah. You know, so it's like this 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 fort or something, or whatever you'd call like the, the entryway into Omadon's territory. Yeah. And they had to fight... The troll. Was it troll? No, it was an ogre. It was an ogre. Was troll ogre. Yeah. It was an ogre. Yeah. And they had to fight him to get through, and then all this other stuff happened, and then they got into Omadon's like, wasteland of a land, and then, then Omadon has to fight. Right. But each of, each of the characters had, like, um, like a, a purpose, right? So yeah. you, the, the old dragon had to teach the other dragon, and, like, it was through his sacrifice and wisdom that they're able to beat the ogre, right? And they drank a lot of mead. And they did drink a lot of mead, and then and then um, when he dies, find the ogre. Spoilers, spoilers. Oh yeah, from a movie from nineteen eighty six. You, you'll be okay. And then what was the um, scene? <laughs> exactly. What was the Robin Hood lady's thing? What did she have? She needed to accomplish something, but I can't remember what it was. Something about shooting an arrow. It was definitely about shooting an arrow. But like her in the night, in the night, fought the bad guy dragon, right? And the elf. I don't know what he did. Gee, now we're this is terrible. People are gonna be like, these guys don't know about it. anyway. Well, that doesn't none of that none of that stuff matters. But what matters, <laughs> like all that was 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 standard fairy tale like great stuff. But how how is it that Peter defeats Omadon? That's that's the thing. That's he uses his science, right? And he starts shouting out like 
uh, the Pythagorean theorem and like all these random like, like scarecrow at the end of uh, eh, like that when he gets his brain and he says it wrong. Some of the square roots of any two sides of an isosceles triangle is equal to the square root of the remaining side. Oh, joy, Rapture! got a brain yeah the isosceles triangle <laughs> yeah, or something exactly but um but that was my i think that was my issue so when thinking back about this movie i think this movie marks that um or it has to be a part of a genre that marks that movement from the 1980s away from fairy tale and into this weird things can't be magical anymore. There has to be some kind of scientific explanation. I really think this has to be one of the first. Um, because remember whenever Peter becomes a dragon and he starts explaining how oh, the, the lift. Exactly. He starts explaining how flight works and all this stuff with within the dragons. And then they like um, crunch up limestone or something. Yeah. And then they, um, I forgot what they did, but something with the limestone and, and, and whatever makes like hydrogen the gas in the valley. Mm-hmm. And because they do that, they have the that's lift. They expel it. And then when they They're expel basically it. Hot air balloons. Yeah, it, yeah, they kind of become hot air balloons, and then when they expel it, it comes out as a flammable gas. And I guess they, apparently they have some kind of like uh, electrical thing and like, the roof of their mouth that sparks it. Sparks it, and that's why they had the fire come out. And yep. yeah. yeah, it was it, it was that was like I'm like this is very weird. And I thought there was going to be more of like a. Um, like uh, let's let's build these two worlds. Like let's let's at the end of it, uh, let's go ahead and hold the fairy tale world is going to be made whole. Like very much like Neverending Story, right? You know how Neverending Story preserved. Um, the, I can't remember the name of the, the place where they lived. But. Oh crap! I almost said Narnia. Eternia? No, no. Eternia. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's not Eternia. That's me, man. <laughs> but something like that, something <laughs> random and fairy tale ish. Oh, who cares? But, but anyway, in 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 never uh, in never ending story, it's preserved, right? And you have the two separate worlds, except for Falcor comes into the real world and they chase the bullies, right? Never ending story. That's such a great song. <laughs> but um, in this one, what's so interesting is the fairy tale world essentially dies, uh, and it becomes. No, no, no it doesn't because they put the dome over to save part of it. Save part of it, but but it becomes like the fairy tale world because even then, like. It, it put Peter back into the future, which is the real world, and brings in the the girl whose name I forget into that real world, and it's that um, now the real world is where the fairy tale should be, and it should be like this mix of like um, science and fairy tale, and like more of like a synthesis of the two rather than a separation of the two, and I think that that Fantastica, Fantastica, I know something like that. That uh, seems wrong. The magical <laughs> land of Fantastica. Yeah, or Fantasia. I guess, I guess uh, fan, no, Fantasia, yeah. Childlike Empress. Yeah, that's Childlike it. Empress, yeah. There was a book, The NeverEnding Story? How did that work? It's NeverEnding. No way, dude. Books have a it. back cover. <laughs> what was that Lionel Hutz thing from The Simpsons? Huh. When he was like, he, he was like, this is going to be the best lawsuit I ever had since I've sued the movie The NeverEnding Story. <laughs> <laughs> Simpson, this is the most blatant case of fraudulent advertising since my suit against the film The NeverEnding Story. Hey, hey, wait a second. There were credits at the end of that. <laughs> but but anyway, at the end of this story, it, it it does I think in storytelling it has to be one of the first that marked that idea of like, oh, this isn't just 
magic and these characters aren't just um are merely dragons and wizards and that's their nature there's some weird scientific explanation that goes to it right you see that a lot in um in movies in the 90s and the early 2000s uh and even now like in in marvel films and stuff like that it's not like yeah like thor yeah it's like oh it's all space stuff yeah you guys call this magic but we it's science and all this stuff like whatever the uh, um like it's it's that weird thing where fairy tales don't have a place anymore and i think that's the problem that i had with the film is that i think i think the death of i've been i've been listening to a uh a, a reading the um maps of meeting with with um uh what's his name jordan peterson but then also like listening to uh jonathan um peijiao who is an icon uh, he's an iconographer guy he he makes statues and things like that Mm. and art and then listening to uh, i can't remember the name of this guy but he was talking about russian fairy tales and he's a russian author um and i like peter and the wolf you like peter and the wolf (laughs) that's good (laughs) And, and talking about the what the fairy tale does um because it's that it's that boundary between reality and the unknown, and that's where we find meaning. Like, it's, so you're trying to say that they're like killing the they're killing meaning. What they're doing is they're like saying, "Oh no, no, no! Everything's explainable, and so all we need to do is just bring this down to our naturalistic and materialistic modes and explain all this stuff away, and and that's it. That's it's all just myth, right? And the problem with that is. These myths, they they are able to the way that they're told, and to be able to have these archetype villain for the sake of villainy, or these um, fantastical stories that can't possibly happen in the real world, is to give um, voice to deeper meaning and help us to be able to discover like morality and virtue and and all this stuff. Um, that we that we need as a human person because we're not just um, materialistic and um, uh, automatons of of like this is this is all we can possibly be, you know. And and your dreams tell you that, right? They're, your dreams are fantastical and they don't make any sense. And you know that they're a dream whenever you wake up and you're like, that was wild. But at the same time, there's something there's something concrete in there that I'm that uh, that somehow my life is it is going to find. Um, is being molded or it has uh, caused these dreams to, to occur because something is meaningful is occurring in my life. That's what a fairy tale is. A fairy tale is a fever dream, right? <laughs> but it's one that you can relive in order to draw out um, the, the meanings behind them all, like these death and resurrections and these, um, these ritual things that we were talking about earlier. But then also like, uh, the the idea that in order to be brave, you have to first have to have faith, right? You have to believe in um in your own in in what you've been empowered with, right? In order to stand up to the bad guy or whatever, you know, all all these things. You you have to as as Frodo as the Hobbit, you have to like um believe. You have to hope beyond all cogs, right? And that's um that's what fairy tales do and uh, you don't like the deconstruction i don't like it i don't (laughs) like it i don't like trying to merge the worlds together and say no we can give a scientific explanation of this and still just be as good i don't think we can 
you know, I think that's where you get the Pinocchio where he doesn't become a real boy. I think that's you know, where, where it's like very much like, oh, no, this is just now this world that has wooden boys now. Yeah, like I don't like when they try to deconstruct superheroes and make them you know, like like the boys or, yeah. or like the watch. watch. I actually Even, enjoyed the boys. Though. Well, here's the other thing: I love Watchmen too. Yeah. So like I could watch I, I, that summer that the when Watchmen came out, and then it was like on HBO. Every time it was on, I watched it because right. <laughs> I was watching the Watchmen. But <laughs> that's who it was. But like I love Watchmen. But yeah, I hate that kind of like. I like the fact that superheroes are good for being good. Right. I don't like well, that. There well, that's why I've always liked. I think that's why we connect with DC so much because DC does write the archetypal character. Mm-hmm. They're closer to the fairy tale yes. than Marvel's ever going to be. But yeah. that's why. But, but Marvel's. But see, Marvel's not trying to get us. Marvel's trying to get the people who are like, oh, here's this thing where these people have angst. Or, this could possibly happen. You know, yes, if, if, super, if superpowers were real or whatever, this could possibly yeah. happen. I mean, yeah. That was the thing, but it was supposed to, and they were the first to do things where, you know, Spider-Man had problems paying his bill. The, the, right. The Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man number, man number six, when the lizard was there, the lizard wasn't in New York. The lizard was in, like, Florida. So how the hell is Peter Parker getting to Florida? He had to figure out a way to trick Joan, J. Jonah Jameson into getting him a plane ticket to Florida to find, take pictures of the, the, lizard? Of the lizard. You know what I mean? Like, he had problems like that. Right. Where, like, you know, they didn't have those things in yeah. DC Comics. Then in the 70s, DC had problems. Right, because they were trying to keep up with, with A little Marvel bit, but yeah, so. but also in Marvel, you had things like where, you know, you found out, like, later on, you know, not originally, but, I mean, as it kept going, you know, you know, the Hulk had anger issues because Bruce Banner was, like, beaten by his father and stuff. Or, and, like, Tony Stark had, uh, he was an alcoholic and stuff. Right. And I knew all that stuff because they used to have... Uh, they used to have a <laughs> they used to have a magazine called Toy Fair that had that used the little Mego guys and they would do comics and every time they had Iron Man he was always drunk. He was like, <laughs> you know, and stuff. So you're like, you know, and there was a the whole storyline demon in a bottle. And then when Iron Man mm. two happened and he had that problem yeah. with his blood and he needed to clean it out and that was kinda of like a side story that really didn't matter. Right. You know, and I thought that was going to be him having trouble with his alcoholism, or it would lead to lead his alcoholism, to that. and it never happened because that was a Tony Stark thing. So you had things like that, and then later on in DC in the seventies, you they they're you know they're six to ten years late on some of that stuff, and right. they're like, oh, here we're going to throw John Stewart in and right. show race relations, and now you got a Green Arrow who was just a rip off Batman slash Robin Hood amalgam, right. And now he's going to be the social justice warrior of it. And we're going to have him be the super progressive guy and Hawkman be the super conservative guy. And they're going to clash their heads and... Right, well, those are. Those, I mean, those are fun stories, but they're not. They're, but but I know. But we've gotten rid of the fairy went, tale because I went to uh, to uh, Neil's comic corner. Yeah, but uh, but we but we did. But that was the 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 beauty of the archetypal character inside of of DC Comics. Oh, you're it was right. the closest thing to the fairy tale. You know, because um, sorry, not to cut you off, but you're right because like Marvel had a handbook called the official handbook of the Marvel Universe or something, or uh-huh. Hot Move or something. And in those kind of things, they will show grids or something of the powers that the characters had. This is how much strength they had. Is right. They had four out of five. Right. And that meant you can lift 30 tons or something mm-hmm. like Colossus could or something right. like that or, or whatnot. And uh, Quicksilver, his speed was five out of five. That meant he go. So they'll sit there and say, well, Quicksilver can go this fast. And then how fast can the Flash go? 
as fast as the author needs him to. Exactly. Like, yeah. the Flash can go light speed if he needs to, but if not. So he was more godlike where Quicksilver seemed to have, like, limitations and stuff. Because I remember there was, like, an Avengers comic where, like, he barely beat out, uh, like, he had to run to this, to, you know, 30 yards, you know, 100 yards, rip off a sheet of paper before Hawkeye can hit it with an arrow kind of thing. And it's like, and then you got in DC where Flash is like, well, if I go fast enough, I can shoot through time. Right. And- Right. And, you know, and it's like, how fast can the Flash go? As fast as he needs as to. As fast as he needs to. Yeah. Or not as fast as he needs to to make the story more interesting, compelling yeah. or right. something. You know, so there's like, there's never a thing that says Superman can lift X or Flash can right. run X fast. Where Marvel did put parameters on those characters. Right. They used to have it on the trading cards in the 90s. Like, this is how good they are at this and that. And in... Then when you have one character who could potentially be weak to another character. And exactly. Like and then, in yeah. a sense, it would work well for, like, let's say, a role-playing game. Right. But DC, you would never have those. Mm-hmm. Unless you had a DC role-playing game where they do put parameters on to make the game work. Right. But in the comics, it never did. They were always infinitely powerful or just powerful enough to make the story work. Right. And the, and it's because it was telling it's a different kind It's yeah. fairy tale. It's telling a different kind of story. And it's giving it it's giving a different kind of uh, a different kind of meaning. Like that's what that's what fairy tales are meant to do is to give us this this um, story of uh, Lord of the Rings. As I think is a perfect example of the closest thing to a modern fairy tale we're going to get. Right. So it, 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 the Lord of the Rings. That's still the fifties too. Yeah, I know it's still old, but, but even it, the movies are old now. They're like twenty years old. But in the, oh, in, this year, yeah, Ooh. in the Lord of the Rings, it's this, and you have the archetypal characters like for for Aragorn, like he is uncorruptible, um, uncorruptible good. You have Gandalf, uncorruptible good, right? His even his even his wizarding powers don't seem to have any limits. You just have stronger wizards, and you don't really know where any of this power comes from. And, and none of that kind of makes a whole lot of sense in in the and he world. He also dies and comes back. He dies and comes back. Different. Same, same thing with uh, with um, the, the the Hobbit. Somehow this this creature uh, who is of no import is the most important creature. Uh, Isn't that kind of the point too? That it's like the most me- the, the meek shall inherit the earth kind of thing. Well, like, not only that is is it's it has and you have um, Sauron who is evil for evil's sake, right? But he's also like. This uh, indomitable figure that not, not Gandalf's wizarding can't beat, uh, Aragorn's sword and and warrior can't beat, but this little hobbit who means nothing, he can beat him, you know. And it's this this uh, it, it tells you that in when it comes to evil, it's not strength and it's not power that's going to defeat evil. It's it's somehow your weakness, your humility, that your surrender that's that defeats that defeats evil, your sacrifice that defeats evil. Well, if you evil. even say that stuff, that's really Samwise who's doing most Exactly. Of it. Which is what's so he's great. The one who carries <laughs> he carries Frodo through the Right, and Frodo that. fails his mission, right? Cuz yeah, he's not so able to yeah. carry it cuz but that's that's part of the Catholic al- allegory that that Tolkien's putting in there because even even um uh, Frodo isn't strong enough to bear the weight of sin, right? And so that's. Uh, but uh, so he needs Jesus, who looks like who he needs. He needs his good Sam, his good Sam. Samaritan that helps him. But uh, um, Aww. but I don't know. Is that that's so cute? Anyway. Just hit the damn <laughs> Write that down on uh, your video cards, uh, people. But you see Sam, what I'm saying? Like, Samwise the Brave. It's it's these. Where's the song about Sam? Samwise the Brave. I want to hear more about Sam.
Frodo wouldn't have got far without Sam. Now, Mr. Frodo, you shouldn't make fun. I was being serious. So was I. It's these radical opposing characters that bring out deeper meaning. Like this, we do the same thing in philosophy all the time, right? We we take the most extreme examples in order to see, like, um, okay, this is why that 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 can't work because here is an extreme example, and in order for something to be logically consistent, it has to work in all examples, right? And so, so I hate that. I love it. Oh. Right. <laughs> I also hate the fact of, like, here's a general rule. Let me use the most extreme thing to say we can't use that as a rule. Well, it can't, can't be. That's stupid because that only happens to two people. <laughs> no, it can't be foundational what if, principles. What if I'm really good at driving at 100, 200 miles per hour? So shouldn't everybody? No. But I know <laughs> yeah. a guy who. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's whenever you're talking foundational principles, you have to be able to talk about it in it extremes. And, and that's what fairy tales do for us. They help us to find – so, so if logic has these things, even, even like our emotions need to have these things. And that, that was my problem with um, The Flight of the Dragons was it, it, it seemed to me like it has to be one of those, those early stories where they said, oh, no, 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 fairy tale doesn't matter anymore. What matters is enlightenment, you know, science, scientific. It's funny, too, because I'd have to see how much the book actually does because there is a book. Oh, I didn't know that. that I think. Yeah. I'll double check, but I think it is. But also what's weird, too, because it is, like, originally done in, like, 82, <clears throat> which is the effing heyday of the fantasy if you look at the 80s they have fantasy out the wazoo yeah i mean there's so many movies and stuff like looking at things like beastmaster and willow oh, and yeah well willow was even later yeah yeah you uh, know, and labyrinth labyrinth uh, and, but what else i said beastmaster conan you know but they even had like the schlocky like you know warrior queen and and dragon slayers and stuff like that and you know and then they had like animated movies too with that and one i remember is fire and ice oh you gotta see that well have you ever heard of frank frank frazetta no he's an artist he would come up with cool like fantasy stuff and he had you know stuff and they made a, a movie i think ralph batchy did it and it was a movie from the early 80s and it was a fantasy film and it was mostly like there was a kingdom with ice guys and they had like a moving glacier and stuff and then there's a kingdom of like lava people and stuff and you know and they had the bad guy was like a wizard dude with like white hair and a ponytail and then the the one girl who had a panther and stuff and then she wore like a skimpy bikini most of the time And then there's the blonde Luke Skywalker kind of guy who's there trying to help the girl. And then there's the Han Solo esque, right? Dude so it's who, just a hero's journey again. Yeah, it's oh. kind of. And then there's the you know, and that guy is like you know, got the cool panther kind of mask over his face. And that dude was cool. He like you know, but he was the dude. You know, I think he did Orion's voice in the Superman cartoon and stuff. But that guy was there to help out and stuff. It was it was a cool film. I mean, I think I watched it too young that I shouldn't have, but. You know, because it was full of like, full of blood and death, and <laughs> and you know, and all, you watched it and, when you were four, <laughs> and almost boobs. Oh wow! Know. Oh yeah, yeah, like my dad let a lot of that stuff slide. 1983. So I was four. <laughs> yeah, here's the here's the theatrical poster. Oh, it's not a cartoon. Oh, it is a cartoon. It doesn't look like on the poster. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a painting. Okay. Cool. You see that dude at the top? That's the Han yeah, Solo yeah. guy. You can see the Luke and. Yeah. Hot princess and 
That's but interesting. Like they have like these like you know orc esque like not really people that they got to slice up and stuff. And, yeah, you know it was pretty cool. But it was just like one more of those you know eighties things, and it was yeah. just full of those things. You know, it was full of. You know, I remember there was a show called Bar. There was a movie Barbarians and stuff with like the t- these two muscle bound twin dudes who were in movies, and it was all that stuff back in the eighties. It was a lot of. And then, like, He-Man came out and stuff like that yeah. in cartoons. So it was like, so I remember that it, so it's a little weird that it did that, that it would have, like, the deconstruction of fairy tales or fantasy films. Right. It's it, for it to that start early, that early. Because like you, you said it's not like the 90s. Right. Because that's when you start seeing it. But then when I watch that, I'm like, this, the, the, the themes that they're playing with seem more like something that would happen later. And I'm, I'm hoping to that this, this doesn't. So, I, I've never really been into fiction um, as as an adult, and then I've been getting into it in recent years and reading a lot of a lot more fiction than I had before, and trying to find the value in it all. Um, but I'm finding I'm I'm starting to find value in this because I've always been like the the uh, uh, the cold logical realist guy type person. That sounds like you. Yeah, it does sound like me, right? And then uh, which is why I don't, and I think in that way because I don't have ritual in my life, but. <laughs> But other than church, church is ritual, but but it has a lot of purpose. Um, so the fact that we have something set up for every day, yeah. But uh, uh, but diving more into fiction and diving more into um, fairy tales, particularly, is um, I don't know. It's bringing up a lot of these thoughts for me of like what what's the purpose of these things, and I'm I'm like I'm gaining a lot more out of these stories than I thought I would. Uh, Like it started with Canticle for Leibowitz and reading that story, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is wild. And then I started reading a bunch of others. Um, I'm rereading the. um, Princess and the Goblin with with my kids right now, but yeah, you know, just reading rereading these stories and um, realizing their purpose, you know, it, and it is it is that it's that moral telling. It's that how do I um, how do I do the right thing? How do I come across uh, even I, maybe this demon in myself or this demon in uh, in the world uh, and um, how do I approach that? Uh, and it, it doesn't ever give you the straight answer. But what you see is you see the characters that you can uh, identify with or you see the characters that you can kind of like, oh, um, I admire this character and how they how they uh, took on that that role. Um, and, you, and you try to emulate that a little bit. And it's – I just think – if we lose that way of telling a story, then we've lost something that's important. Um, but do you feel like we still tell those stories somehow? Not as much. No, because, like, think about Iron Man particularly, right? Because Iron Man, uh, he was a great character, very well written in, in the love Robert Downey Jr. Movies, yeah. for the films, the Robert Downey Jr. character, right? Very well written character. But the problem, the problem with Iron Man is that he could have also been any other any other thing like he he could have gone that's that's did you watch what if the the what if series no okay it wasn't very good <laughs> but but the the thing that that the whole point was is iron man could have turned out a whole bunch of different ways right any of these characters could have turned around a whole bunch of different ways because their the core of them had to do with the decisions that they made didn't have to do with who they were right whereas the princess like in the princess and the goblin it talks about her as her character she acted this way because she's the princess right not because of the choices that she made or because of because uh, she thought it would be better to do this than do that no she acted that way because that's the way the princess acts, right? And you see what I'm saying? It, 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 that's, that's, that's this fairy tale telling you that this is the archetype, 
this is what a princess is, right? And to identify with the princess is to, uh, is to, A, know who you are, uh, um, uh, as the king's daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Have a, 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 a strength and a grace in the midst of darkness and, and, um, uh, and scary things, right? But, but Iron Man, on the other hand, is like, oh, you know, like he's, he's great sometimes, but he's also bad. It tells a, another story, a good story, but not that story. You right. See, it's it, a different story. It's and a different kind of story. You're, like, you, you're, you're missing or being nostalgic to the archetype story where most people are like, oh, this isn't the archetype story. It's not Snow White anymore. It's, you know, it's now Little Mermaid where she's wanting part of your world or whatever. Kind of. Yeah. But, but yeah, and I think or, that... you know, now it's... Oh, sorry. It's not Snow White waiting for her prince. Someday my prince will come. Now it's like Frozen, where it's like, F you. Cold doesn't bother me. I don't need a man. My sister will get a man. I don't, <laughs> yeah, kind I don't of. even need a snowman. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Because, like, in, the, in those... Uh, um, in those... Other stories where they make the the humans very, uh, they make the characters very human and, and flawed, and it could have been this way or that way. Um, it's it seems like these the stories that are trying to be more realistic mm-hmm. end up narrowing the meaning. Here's what I mean. So uh, Tony Stark, his character arc in the story that they told for him has to be about. Um, being able of of self-redemption right it has Mm. to be about that right but it can't be anything more because those were the particular decisions that he made that's the one story that he told right because because and it was all based on the decisions that he had to make whereas something like um the princess and the goblin or the lord of the Rings stories is the characters can be much more than just the what they do in the story because they are the archetypal characters you're you're pulling out multiple like um i can never be what uh what samwise gamgee is for example or or um or uh, gandalf is i can't be that right but i could be pippin (laughs) anybody could be pippin i could sit there and smoke pipes (laughs) and eat food and drinking beer right beer but the but the the characters that they tell end up end up telling multiple stories right so i can't be gandalf but i can have a gandalf in my life and i can have a um i can have moments where i'm like gandalf right you see what i'm saying like he his character gandalf like qualities his his character is much more. more broad he means more than tony stark because uh, Tony Stark has the the narrow story, he he's not an archetype. Uh, he has a particular story that was moving to me, but it wasn't a story that uh, uh, it wasn't a story that could be different. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's what the fairy tale does. It gives us that wider. Um, I can read a fairy tale, and it means something to me today. And then uh, it, ten years from now, it means something different. Oh, that's know? true. Because of how you're looking at it right right and how the characters will hit differently right uh because they're archetypal characters so you'll see more of yourself in this character more of yourself in that character and more of that character in other people around you and 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 things like that whereas like the tony stark that story that story is gonna be the same 
it's it's just the Tony Stark story. Uh, it's a great story, and it's a story about redemption and, and, and stuff like that. But if you know, I'm not a terrible person to begin with. Like if I'm if yeah, I'm it's not, hard. It's hard to see the thing where it's like, oh, here's the spoiled prince who throws out the old lady with the rose, and now he becomes a beast. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I want to do that. I would put her in a vessel. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. But yeah, and that's uh, 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 But it is funny, like you're saying, that certain stories look differently after, depending on. Well, there's sometimes it's. Sorry. Sometimes it's, oh, now I'm older. I look at the world a different way. Or it's like, now it's this many years difference and I, the world is different and I can see it this way. Because. Well, just like what you said with The Simpsons. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing because Simpsons is closer to Fairytale than it is to anything else. Yeah. And so. As a kid, you were Bart Simpson. Right. And you could identify more with Bart Simpson's story. Yes. And now you're Homer. <laughs> yes. And you, that, Especially because I married Marge. Because <laughs> she's like, I don't know about that, making lunches. <laughs> exactly, right. Yeah. No, I don't do as many crazy things as Homer, but I could see that that's how Lisa sees me in her weird, warped way. Yeah. Mm. But I was just thinking right now of a story that's different now than it was then because I was thinking of our good friend V from V from Vendetta. V from Vendetta, yeah. Look up our uh, V from Vendetta That was a good episode. episode. That was fun. When that came out, it was very much like, oh, look at this totalitarian state or whatever, and this is the way George Bush is running things with his uh, Patriot Act and and all that stuff and blah, 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 blah. Because I remember my friend Teddy, who I was talking to you about earlier, Uh we saw the movie. I was like, that movie is awesome. And he's like, I see that as a libs trying to take us down, kind of like, that's all anti-Bush stuff. And I was like, oh, I didn't see that. But now that you say it, I could see it. And I could see that that might be what the Wachowskis or whatever were doing right. when they made it. And then <clears throat> we talked about V for Vendetta a couple yeah. of years ago. In the midst I of said, COVID. Oh, it's this weird that they had this this disease that they had and they spread some virus so that somebody can take over power. And then that's literally the other side. So right. we're like, hey, look how bad the Republicans are for doing XYZ, like how John Hurt did it. Right. And now it's like, look how the Democrats are taking advantage of this thing. The fear, and yeah. Of fear, and now they're going to get elected because of XYZ with the thing, with the disease, like COVID is the disease, and we're the knights in shining armor, and blah, 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 and that's why Trump's going to lose, and blah, blah, blah. So one thing, it was like the bad guys were the Republicans in 2006, and now the bad guys are really the Democrats in 2020. Well, V for Vendetta was also a fairy tale, right? And V for De- and and also it was also written probably in I don't know in um like nineteen eighty seven or something, and it was done in England. Well, makes sense. And it was probably like anti Margaret Thatcher stuff because in a sense most good fiction is is like a lot of it's uh, the, the the is anti conservative or whatever anti or, yeah. or or like how all the good horror movies happened in the Reagan years because we needed something crazy during that. Now it's like oh now it's the the Clinton years. Oh, horror movies suck now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but it shit it happened. <laughs> but the thing with the v, the re, the reason why V for Vendetta is multiple like that is because you had the um, the totalitarian state doesn't matter conservative Democrat whatever mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what happens to be the state and then the it's just that oh, it's it's the search for power like 1984 whoever's in power or whatever you know the of the three states that are warring somebody's in power somebody's in, somebody has less power whatever they're all just boring right it doesn't necessarily matter but it's that um, 
it's that uh, that thirst for power that that state has, right? And then you have the other guy who's just a guy, but he's somehow also more than a guy, but also he is his identity is really hard to pin down. So therefore, he is everybody. So he becomes a a, a symbol of all of the people, right? That's why they all wore the mask. That's why they all wore. That's what makes it's more it so than great. a mask, and it's more than a god because he has throwing knives. Throwing knives. What you gonna do? We've swept this place. You've got nothing, nothing but your bloody knives and your fancy karate gimmicks. We have guns. No, what do you have of bullets? The hope that when your guns are empty, I'm no longer standing. Because if I am, you'll all be dead before you've reloaded. That's impossible. I'm going to watch that movie again. Remember, remember the 5th of November. November. The gunpowder treason and plot. I could see no reason the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. You know what's funny? When we did that podcast, I was like, "Oh, I better watch this," and I put the V for found the V for Vendetta DVD, and I put it by my bed. And he never watched it, and you know what? It's still on my nightstand. <laughs> How many years ago was that episode? It wasn't last year. It's like two and a half years. Or something. <laughs> I think it was. It was in 2020. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we did it before the election. That's so funny. And I was like, "This is the way Joe Biden's going to be elected." <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Okay, so um, boy, did he! Oh yeah. Let's let's wrap this thing up. Okay, so um, yes, we need to wrap it up because just to let you know, what's that timing? Wyminess for people to know that we are recording this on Game One of the Eastern Conference Finals of the NHL, and the Florida Panthers are tied two two with the Carolina Hurricanes. It is almost the end of four overtimes. Oh my goodness! Wow, that's that wild. means you did three twenty minute periods and then another four 20-minute periods. So they've played more than two games. That's insane. Tonight. And right now it is almost is 10.53 Pacific time. So that means where they are, the game is taking place is 10. Is, 10, is it in Florida? It's 1.53. One, yeah. It's in Carolina. Oh, okay. But still Eastern time. So it is now 1.53 in the morning. That's wild. And there are people probably there still. Yeah. And, you know, the problem is they probably cut off the beer a long time ago. Oh, I don't know what you do then. Yeah, I would be like, "Are you like sure there's no way to get more beer?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they got people run into the corner store or whatever. <laughs> Bring us the beer. <laughs> Just give me beer. Yeah. Anyway, hey, we got a uh, four year anniversary coming up for the show. Holy crap! Is that wild? In July or June or something like that? I gotta look up the date. We should do something to 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 mark that. So did we start in 2019, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we should have a ritual of some kind. Some kind of ritual. <laughs> You think of that, Neil. You're good at that, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure. No <laughs> but we should, yeah, huh? And yeah. I was thinking we can have more guests. Yeah, that'd be good. I don't know who else I want. All right, anything else you want to tell the people? I don't know, but um, look us up on the Insta Insta and um, rate and review us. You know, I know some of you listen to this on Spotify because three of you at least said that we're in the top three of your podcast. Isn't that exciting? You know, and uh, I don't know. Let us know what you want to hear because we don't get a lot of feedback and. Yeah, I'm a person who needs feedback to tell me that I'm doing good. Yeah, if I'm doing he bad, means positive feedback. Don't, no, if don't. I'm doing bad, tell David <laughs> so he can somehow somehow sugarcoat it for me. <laughs> yeah. Look at us on the Insta Insta. Give us feedback. Um, what else did we say? Hit uh-huh. that subscribe button. Yeah, but there's no chance you're listening to this without being subscribed because we don't have other people who listen. I know. Oh, I gotta advertise com- better. Write us a review because we have one review for yeah. four years. And uh, 